on this episode of Comedy Rewind. How does Seth Rogen's first lead role in Knocked Up stack up in 2021? Just how realistic are the relationships, pregnancy, and labor scenes? Is it surprising that the jokes in this Judd Apatow movie have aged so much better than other films? All of this and more on Comedy Rewind. 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 Push Rewind. I thought this was a comedy show. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to 8-Bits Comedy Rewind. We are powered by Audio Technica as we rewatch the great comedies of the 1990s and 2000s. I'm your host, John Peck. And joining me, mother of my child, Hannah Peck. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. Uh, this is not your first podcast, so I'm expecting extreme professionalism out of you today. Hmm. You picked the wrong woman. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, movie analysis isn't your strong suit, but people will go easy on you because uh, it's fun to have you here today. Sure. And uh, we've picked Knocked Up. I thought it would be a fun movie to go through. When I when I moved into the 2000s, I was like, I wonder if any of these I could do with Hannah. And I thought, you're a mum, you're a midwife. There's some interesting stuff happening in this movie, and we can talk about that. And you said yes for some reason. Sure. <laughs> So, uh, Knocked Up, 2007 rom-com, I guess. It's not a traditional romantic comedy. They don't usually start with, you know, one of the leads getting pregnant. So that, I think, has always made this stand out to me. But, uh, what? yeah, what are your early memories of Knocked Up? Do you remember the first time you saw it, any of that kind of thing? Definitely with friends in high school, but I can't remember a specific time. I just know I would have been hiding the fact that I was watching it from my parents who were very um, traditional and strict in that way. But yeah, I can't remember specifically where I watched it. What about you? What were you doing in 2007? You would have been mid-high school, uh, early high school. Finished in 2010, so yeah, mid Yeah, like year nine. Mm. Maybe too young to be watching this in some people's minds, but uh, yeah. Okay, I was at uni and I remember it because it was like the coming out party for Seth Rogen and he was suddenly this big star it was his first like lead role mm-hmm. in a movie and I remember like being out at like a nightclub or a pub or something and just drunk people just say whatever they think as you walk past and I, I remember someone when I went to the bathroom was like you look like Seth Rogen <laughs> and I was like okay do you think you look like Seth Rogen? No, not at all. Yeah, I didn't think so. I had so, glasses, yeah. and I guess he might have been wearing glasses at the time. Yeah. And I had curly, curly hair, hair, but that was not as curly as him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he was really, like, he was kind of, t- like, in this movie too, kind of tubby. He was he was fatter than me. I thought uh-huh. I thought he was fatter sure. than me. So I was kind of insulted. And then a couple of years later, he lost heaps of weight. Uh-huh. And I was, like, suddenly, like, damn it, that guy, he got me. <laughs> he's, he's beating me. In more ways than one, I guess. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, what did you so th- random. Yeah, what did you think of um, Seth Rogen? Like, he's really young in this movie. How do you think he handled that kind of lead? Oh, I think he's great. I think he's just hilarious in every movie. But um, I didn't specifically notice how young he was until there was a scene where they said he was only 24 or something, yeah. which surprised me. But um, yeah, I just think he's hilarious in every movie. Yeah, he's very much playing th- that character that he seems, seems to always be or often is like playing this kind of version of himself a stoner he's always he's, he's probably he's a lot more successful than the characters he plays funny enough mm. but 
but um, we'll get a bit more to him as we go. Uh, my f- memories of this is, like I said, uni, that age group, and knowing this was like a Judd Apatow movie, like he's the producer or the director and writer of this and did like 40-Year-Old Virgin with Seth Rogen just a few years before this. And um, this was the same year as Superbad that Seth Rogen was behind. So it was a pretty big time for him. Like I said, a bit of coming out party. Uh, it made $358 million. Whoa. And in comedy terms, that's massive. Like a lot of the, the big films we talk about on this show might get like $200 million. They might get 250 or 300 But $358 million is is the big time. Against the budget of only $25 million, which is just incredible. Like it's hard to think of a movie being made for $25 million these days. Uh, any guesses for the Rotten Tomatoes score on this one, Hannah? Do you even know what that means? Yeah, I do. You do? You've listened to the <laughs> podcast before? Uh, so what percentage of critics you talk liked about it? it a little bit. Yeah. I reckon 92. Oof. Have you looked at No, I answers? didn't cheat. I 80, 89. Oh, yeah. Which um, is one higher than Superbad. It's much higher than I expected. I would have thought like 75 or 80. For this one, because mm-hmm. it's it's a really great movie, and I, it was really popular. But there's some there was some criticism over some of the gender stuff that's going on, which we'll get to. Which I thought might have like knocked it down a peg amongst, you know, maybe fifty percent of the critics who are, who are female or however many it is. So that's that's interesting. But um, I got a couple of comments from critics at the time in two thousand seven. This one's from a site called The List. What makes Knocked Up stand out is not just the fact that the jokes are side-splittingly funny, but that nearly everything that happens to the couple rings so true. Any thoughts on that? Mm. I didn't think about this question before you asked. Um, I just asked it. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> to be prepared. Oh. So, what's your question again? I will actually let's let's save that. I'm, I'm going to bring that one back up a bit later. So, I'll give you a few moments to think about like how realistic parts of this film. Sure, sure. Whether it's the relationship, or I guess in your case, it's the way that the birth might be handled and that kind of thing. So, we'll get we'll get back to that. Uh, the other comment I wanted to read was from the St. Louis or St. Louis Post Dispatch, which said although. This story about a mismatched couple expecting a baby strains credibility and sometimes pushes the limits of good taste. It delivers plenty of belly laughs. And it's definitely a very funny movie, isn't it? It is funny. Yeah. Okay. So, another guessing game. The number one song when this movie released in July of 2007. Like, this was when you were in high school. What were you bumping? Oh in 2007 gosh. with your friends in college. Bumping with my <laughs> friends. Far out. John Butler trio. <laughs> it's not a bad guess. 2007, okay. I have no idea. Um, pop, I'll give you a hint. Pop star. Big pop hit. Like Britney? Britney. <laughs> no. That's what I was bumping in primary school. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I cheat? How would you cheat? Look at your answers. No, don't look at my screen. Okay. So, <laughs> the number one song was Umbrella. Oh, yeah. By Rihanna. I could sing, but we'd kill the yeah, audience. We, we, Sorry. We, we won't let, yeah, yeah, we won't yeah. let I, you sing. I did, I did enjoy that song. Yeah. Um, Not my 
it wasn't my scene, but I definitely appreciate a banger when I hear one, mm. and that is definitely one of them. I definitely downloaded that. What did you download it on? Do you remember? The school computers, but I'm trying to remember school what computers. I... School computers? Yeah. What was, what's I think that? I think somebody helped me, like, illegally download That's it. That's cool. Wow. But I can't remember onto wild. what. I don't... I, I definitely down, downloaded my share... Wrong. I downloaded my share of illegal music, but I don't think I ever would have done it at school. Mm. Didn't you guys have filters or anything? Well, I don't know. I feel anxious. Kazaa? LimeWire? Any of those ring a bell? LimeWire sounds familiar. Yeah. Probably, probably LimeWire. Although 2007, uh, who knows? I was up to like file sharing by that point. DC plus plus, yeah. Uh, so the next question is, what have you done for me lately? And there's so many like great actors in this movie, which we'll get to. I'm only going to go through like the main leads, okay? So Seth Rogen, we just watched American Pickle, didn't we? A yes. couple of weeks ago, it was very different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you think of it? American Pickle. Yeah. Um, oh, now I've got to remember. I'm shocking. So it's it's the movie where... I remember he sells pickles. Yeah. So Seth Rogen plays like an uh, an Eastern European or I guess European, like almost, how would you even describe them? Like Jewish. Yeah. He's a Jewish character, obviously, like he always is, but it was, I guess a couple hundred years and he gets like basically caveman frozen or in this case, preserved in pickle juice for a couple hundred years after migrating to the US and wakes up in the future with uh, out his family just to kind of adjust to the new world with his descendant, Seth Rogen, playing a very Seth Rogen-like character, who's, a, I, I guess he's a, a tech kind of app designer or something. So, you know, it's a bit of a classic fish out of water story and it released like during the beginning of the pandemic so i remember that certainly impacted its kind of spread and success but um yeah we watched it on netflix a few weeks ago it was it was, was good because it was different yeah it was interesting you yeah. didn't see what was coming yeah i think if you're a seth rogan fan it's worth checking out but if you're not particularly then don't know why you're listening to this and you probably shouldn't watch American Pickle. But anyway, um, Catherine Heigl, the female lead in Knocked Up, we just also saw her in Firefly Lane. Do you remember? We watched this show. <laughs> you're not good with names. I'm shocked. But you must remember the TV show we watched with her a couple of months ago. <laughs> God. It's like set in like the... Even. It's set in like the like 80s, 90s and modern time. It's like her growing up. She's playing like a TV reporter. It's got also Sarah Chalk from Scrubs in it. No, I forget. <laughs> I really forget. I have to Google to see a photo of her. If I see a you photo... You forgot what Catherine Heigl looks like? No, I know what she looks like. We watched the movie two days ago. <laughs> but I need to remember what this other show is. It's, I can't really remember. It's about two like friends that grow up living next door to each other in like the 80s or mm. 70s. And then they... Like, so what... which one's Catherine? The one with dark hair. Right. See? Nah. <laughs> she looks so much older that I can't recognise well, her. Has, has been 15 years, so... It mustn't have been that good if you can't remember it, but I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> there, was a bit of, there was a good mix of drama and stuff in there. Sure. Drama and comedy. You know? I mean, it vaguely looks familiar, but <laughs> I can't really remember And there was, like, the it. producer, the Australian guy was, like, the producer, and she was married, like... And he was, the blonde one was The blonde one was married to him. 
Right. Yeah, I vaguely remember. <laughs> okay. Folks, we'll, we'll you be, don't have to rush out and see we'll this. We'll be watching season two at some point and you'll be like, oh, this is, of course I remember this. Disclaimer or post-editing note played the trailer for this TV show back to Hannah. Hannah, do you remember this show now? Yeah, this is a great show. I remember now. <laughs> Recommend it. All right. Back to the regular programming. And then Paul Rudd is um, in the Marvel What If series. He's playing like Ant-Man as an animated character. And I think at least one episode that's already come out, but maybe a couple. Anyway, we'll move on from that into the categories now. What's the most 2000s moment of Knocked Up? What I've do you got, got this one. You've got this. He's, um, after she gives birth, somebody rushes in with a big handheld camera and starts filming everything. Yeah. And it just really reminds me of my childhood and the cameras and my granddad and everybody just always putting a camera in front of your face. Mm. Yeah. When was the last time, you know, you're a midwife, you're at births every week. When was the last time someone walked in with a camera like that? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a camera like that. And I've been a midwife for five years yeah. and a student for four years before that. Um, my mum, though, this is probably like, well, I'm um, nearly 30. And my mum, when she had me, somebody came in with a camera and then just zooms right in while she's breastfeeding. And she's like, get that camera out of my face. Gee, who was it? And they were just like, it's natural, like a creepy uncle. A creepy uncle. Yeah, apparently this came is, in. We're recording with... right now, Hannah. I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Um, yeah, that was definitely a moment when Paul Rudd walks in with the camera a couple times. Uh, there was a bunch of, first of all, like a bunch of references that were super 2000s. Like they're talking about Lost. They're talking about Spider-Man 3. There's all the celebrities in the, in the movie that were definitely like of that era like Ryan Seacrest and um it was like early James Franco before he was doing comedy and Steve Carell was in there all these people are still famous but they're certainly like you can identify them with I think that moment in time because a lot of them were just kind of hitting it big then but there's also like a bunch of references to mobile phones that I thought were really of the time to start with you got Seth Rogen's character Ben who doesn't have a phone at all, which is just wild now. Yeah, I only know one person who's not on Facebook and Instagram, but they still have a phone. So who's that? It's very different, Matt. Matt. Yeah. Okay. Our friend Matt. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> not okay. a famous person. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, no, a good I got, friend I got Matt. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like the phones that you actually do see, there's like a really wide mix. It was like the time before smartphones when there was like just so many crazy looking things they were all like all the phone companies were trying to outdo each other there's a, a point where like one of them has a flip phone mm. and everyone's like oh nice phone yeah so <laughs> cool somebody said yeah. <laughs> and then, which was actually was really cool at that point and then there was a phone that just had like heaps of buttons on it like tons of buttons and it was like a yeah. massive screen so that's always fun to look back and remember that there was a time before smartphones yeah true uh, did you have anything else for this one? No, I just, I also had the phones. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the camcorder. Just the technology. Mm. Yeah, for Or sure. lack thereof. Technology. <laughs> oh, yeah. They also have, like, when she's looking up the um, sex offenders in her neighborhood, they're on, like, the, the the Apple, whatever computer it was, in the, like, basically in the kitchen. And um, that was very, like, it was, it was like a monitor 
like this oh, yeah. with the with the computer built into it. It's very, very like trendy at that time to have that kind of Apple. But um, I didn't I didn't know anyone with enough money to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Most iconic scene. What's like the uh, What's the scene that like you think of when you think of this movie? I think when she's giving birth. Yeah. And like. Soon after she gives birth, and everybody just comes rushing in the room. Um, <laughs> but that's just me as a midwife. Like I just naturally think of those scenes. But um, what is it about the birth? Because I actually wrote that down too. Like the birth scene for for some reason, it when I watched it, it struck me. Well, I know the reason, but I'll get to it. It struck me as like wow, like this is, to my knowledge, the most realistic birth scene I've seen <gasps> in a in a comedy. Okay, like usually it's very um padded like she sneezes and the baby comes yeah, out yeah basically or yeah. it's like way over the top like screaming and um they don't show anything mm-hmm. gruesome or <laughs> gruesome is probably the wrong word but there's Realistic. nothing there's, there's nothing like graphic but mm. in this movie you see a vagina like you don't usually see a vagina. Yeah, Jono was like, is that what it looks like when you're crowning? Does it really look realistic? I'm like, I mean, kind of. And then I showed him pictures of a baby crowning, which he wasn't very impressed about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I suppose I suppose you don't get that in other comedies. But it's definitely from a midwife's perspective, it's really like I get mad at the show because it's not like realistic and stuff happens. It's just for the funnies, but... Like when the doctor walks in and just shoves his fingers inside her without getting any consent, puts some gloves on and just shoves his fingers in her vagina. Like, that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> it happens in like every movie that we watch together because you always complain about it. Yeah, well, they just never do it right, do they? <laughs> what should they What should they say? So, say you're the, um, you know, the assistant to the... To say the, if I'm a midwife. The, you're, yeah. You're, That's you're, what an assistant No, no, say so you're like su- you're supervising the shoot as the, the midwifery consultant. Sure, sure. What would be your advice to the uh, director for that scene? Well, you would just have to explain to the woman what is happening. Baby's looking a bit distressed right now. Would it be okay if I did a vaginal examination? Popping some gloves on and popping my fingers inside just to see if there's any cord in the way of baby's head to see what's happening. Or... <laughs> Is that okay? A um, bit wordy explain, for a movie, isn't it? I know, but like you just need to like explain. You don't just walk in the room and shove your fingers in somebody. Like that's violation. Yeah, you but, were talking about the like yeah. consent for the actual like uh, epidural, oh, epidural or something. They as wanted well? to break her waters and start a hormone drip because the baby was distressed. But probably nobody really cares about this. But that would make the baby more distressed. Um, and then just was forcing her to have an epidural and then she finally just said, fine, do what you have to do, which I feel like that that's... That sounds like consent to me. Not really consent, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'll get no, off my high horse. I think, that's, I think that that's interesting. So the only other scene that I had considered for this was the sex scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the pregnant sex scene. True. Because again, something you don't see in a movie. Yeah. It was funny though. <laughs> funny. Yeah. And... Um, it was the like rare sex scene in a comedy that doesn't feel like <laughs> what's the word like um, gratuitous because it's not there to titillate. It's there to be funny. Like it was, it was a it was a funny sex scene. Yeah, it, it's not like it's super not trying raunchy. to be sexy. Yeah, it's like deliberately yeah. trying to be unsexy. Yeah, and like Seth Rogen's <laughs> like funny concern yeah. the whole time about. Mm-hmm. Uh, upsetting the the baby yeah inside her mm-hmm. 
So yeah. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Like the whole movie's funny around sex where the mates also think that you can't get pregnant if the woman is on top because there's gravity for the sperm. <laughs> like that's the smartest tools crazy. in the shed. Yeah. Which leads us into what holds up the best. And I want to talk about the cast, because the cast for this movie is so good. It's the it's a bit of a reunion from the Freaks and Geeks days, which and the undeclared days, I guess, too, with Jay Baruchel being there um, and Jonah Hill coming into that crew. So you got Jason Segel, Franco's in there for a little bit, Martin Starr there as well with the, the beard. Bet. Oh, yeah, that was um, pretty funny. It's very funny. And the banter between them feels so real because they're actually yeah. friends and they've done a whole lot of movies together, but they also kind of grew up together making that TV show. So it just feels so real and being a kind of a similar age to the characters a few years younger i could certainly like i laughed a lot more than you at their ridiculous you know crude yeah you loved all their crude disgusting jokes <laughs> because I, I just know people like this and i, I just like it's silly when he's on the phone like, thinking he's, he's like gonna get a date yeah, yeah yeah and, and i was just like i know people like this and i it, it's not like i'm not like that obviously but I know, like, it's such a realistic depiction of how dumb these people are and how, like, the way that people like that try to make each other laugh. And I've certainly had friends like that as well. And Reminds me of the annoying company. kids in high school. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I guess maybe it's, maybe it's a guy thing. <laughs> it would have to be. It was still funny, but that, those, yeah, those bits were as so, yeah, funny for I think me. the cast just, yeah, really holds up well. And even Catherine Heigl, like... You might have been able to find a better person for the role, but she was, she did become quite big after this. It was around that Grey's Anatomy time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And clearly, like, Seth Rogen went on to do, do like, a ton of huge movies. Jonah Hill became really successful after this. But they've all had, had pretty good careers, and seeing them in this movie together, like, if, if you had them all together now, it would be such a big deal because they're all so successful. Mm. It would cost way too much. It would. Yeah. wouldn't cost $25 million. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, and it's just been fun over the years to see them. Like a, a, a few of them got back together again for Superbad the same year and then like for getting Sarah Marshall again. But the other thing that I thought held up really well was, like I said before, when I was reading those reviews, like there's a realism to yeah. the relationship between them yeah. and the kind of fights that they have that I find really interesting i know you've like we've talked about the birth and how like to me at least compared to other films it felt real yeah it, it felt, like it felt like there was an authenticity to it and i actually wanted to film with an actual birth like an actual like baby being born oh did they like straight out of out of a birth suite or whatever but you, it, it's not legal to do that yeah. <laughs> because the apparently the um baby needs a worker permit and if they're not born yet, you can't. Plus, you don't want to do that with the first moments of somebody's life when they're trying to bond with their mum and breastfeed. It's like, ooh, you're getting filmed now. No breastfeed for you. I mean, I'm sure there'd be parents out there that would be happy with that. Maybe it's their third kid. Maybe they want the money. Mm. Maybe they want their kid to be in a Judd Apatow movie. That sounds messed up to me, but anyway. <laughs> but you never know. Anyway, um... Yeah, so, I reckon. Yeah. I reckon that's what I think as well for the best 
like held, holds up the best. I mm. just like the the realism, even with like the jokes, even after they go out for their night on the town and he's cracking jokes the next morning at the cafe. Oh, how awkward it is. Yeah, and it's just awkward or like how real the friends are and how mm. silly. Like I just think it just works really well together and it's still funny now. Mm. It's not too, like it's over the top, but it's not like crazy over the top. Yeah, the, the awkwardness of those moments where he, he can't remember what she had told him the night before. Yeah. And it, there's like a very sudden and obvious gap between them. Like when they're out and they're partying, they're there for the same reason. But then the next day they're trying to bond and she's like so in a different world to him with her like professional career and him with his like website like his <laughs> sex scene website that he's developing with his friends and having no job and having like 800 bucks in his bank account from when he got Being hit here. by a car like <laughs> as a teenager in the settlement so that's that's really funny and also with like the rest of or even just the way that Judd Apatow makes his movies is this big reliance on improvising and there's a lot of that in like the way that the the guys and the roommates all banter with each other, but also the family. So, mm-hmm. um, Alison's sister played by Leslie Mann and then Paul Rudd with the three kids, uh, yeah, with, no, the two daughters. So those two daughters are Judd Apatow's kids oh, cool. and he's married to that woman who's playing their mother. So there's this, so they're actually a family. Yeah. So, well, well, the director isn't in the movie. So Paul Rudd is standing in for him in some way right. as the dad. But there's this family dynamic there Mm -hmm. and the kids were like improvising their lines or it was like real things, like saying that she Googled murder and things like that. Like these are like all actual things that the kids just came up with. (laughs) So it just feels like the dialogue in general, not just like the relationship between Ben and Alison, but everything in the film feels real. And I especially love the stuff between... Paul Rudd's character and Seth Rogen's character. Like, they've got oh, such yeah, a great funny. bromance going on. And they're so, like, um, oblivious to the fact that the women don't appreciate their jokes at all and that they're pretty offended by what they're talking about. But they just totally think that each other is awesome and hilarious. <laughs> and that just felt like such a <laughs> a realistic way that a lot of, of guys would um, approach that kind of conversation. And that kind of takes us into what holds up the worst because I'm, I want to know what your opinion is on this because I didn't really notice it watching it. But after the movie came out, there was this criticism about like the way that women were portrayed, I guess, particularly the Allison character as the lead because Catherine Heigl, I guess she was responding to some of the critics, but she even she came out in, in some interviews like the next year and was saying that she thought the movie was sexist and that the men were presented as like lovable and and funny but she especially she and and i guess her sister in the movie were shown as like nagging and shrews she used that word Mm. um and like just more and the annoying side of the equation um and i can see like they kind of touched on it by her talking about like how she was emotional from the hormones and there's that Mm. whole scene where she's like you you like you're just supposed to agree with me because i'm the woman or because i'm because i'm emotional or or Mm. because i'm hormonal you're supposed to just like take my side and that makes her character seem like 
I, I can see your point as like, it, like her character doesn't really get much to work with in, in that aspect. Like she's not, it's not really a level playing field. So how, how did you, like as the woman in our relationship, how did yeah. you feel like watching those arguments play out on, in the movie? Well, I didn't really, I didn't even notice all of these things that you're telling me about now. I just saw more the women as more mature and yeah. responsible and like parenting. Than, sometimes they went a little bit far, like um, Alison's sister, when she's getting all like, my kids aren't going to be vaccinated and like <laughs> getting all like, we're not allowed to let them out on the street, being a bit like a little bit over the top with that. But generally I didn't really notice it. I noticed the guys were kind of like silly and they're goofballs. Yeah. And it definitely, but like, immature, I definitely yeah. wasn't offended as a woman watching mm. the show. Well, that's good. But. That's good. She did apologize to Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow after like a few years later because they were like, oh, well, we really enjoyed working with her. And yeah. <laughs> she Aww. never, she never like mentioned, like, I kind of think like, why would you agree to do the movie? You've got the scripts, like you know what it is. If you've got that much of an issue with it, that you're going to bring it up in, yeah, like, or bring media. it up during the time, not for yeah. media afterwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kind of a weird move, but hey, mm. um, it was a long time ago, I guess. <laughs> so, so what did you think holds up the worst? If if not that, yeah, yeah. then what would it be? Sure. Like now with COVID happening <laughs> and I just look at the waiting room and all of the mates in the waiting room, multiple people in the birthing suite. And I just think, well, that's not right. And plus the mates just steal the wheelchairs and they're just <laughs> going around the hospital and nobody even notices. Um, yeah. Just nowadays, like with, I know you, yeah. It was a long time ago, but with restrictions and everything, you're only allowed one support person. There's nobody allowed in the waiting rooms. It's just yeah. so, so different. It is. It feels really strange to see, well, to see anything that's made with a crowd of people yeah. feels weird, but especially, yeah, like, because uh, we're so familiar with a hospital setting, it is really jarring to just, not only this show, and I wonder if it's like it's just a Hollywood thing because it makes for good, like, drama or like a, a good mm. scene but they always like we've been watching parenthood recently the tv show and anytime anyone from the family ends up in hospital the whole family mm. is there in the waiting room waiting for them to get out of surgery waiting for them mm. to get out of like like the baby to be born or whatever yeah, it is yeah. and every time we're just like too many people there's too many people like, <laughs> and that might be like but pre-covid i remember one day there was like eight people in the birthing suite in just one room with me as the midwife mm, like so it does happen it does happen like some families are very different um and some yeah families just all want to be there mm. which is crazy <laughs> in my mind yeah i guess <laughs> i can't imagine would you say more like i know that this is what it's like for you but would you say most people after they have a baby don't want to see anyone for like a day at least uh most people want at least like their mums and their partners but not not like heaps of people no mm, yeah. most people that have like they've already had a baby before they don't want anyone to visit because they know how exhausted it is right but the first baby they're happy to have people come and visit yeah whereas uh allison had <laughs> been in the birth then her sister and her husband with the video camera. And, and then all of that Ben's guy friends. that walked in while yeah. she was crowning. Yeah, Jay walks in thinking Gosh. that she's like needs help. Like he's what's he gonna be able to do? Yeah. 
Ridiculous. <laughs> he's, he's scarred for life after that. That was good. I appreciated that. Um, <laughs> who would be most offended? I mean, I uh, guess I guess it might be women if they take that stance that um, you know I mentioned before about the kind of uneven. Like I, I often did find myself like siding with Seth Rogen's character, being like, "Yeah, like." Like he's right, she's overreacting to this or to that. So I don't know if that's me being a guy, or if that's the way that the movie was written that made her seem really inconsistent. So I can see that there would be people that don't appreciate that. But mm. other than that, like, there's not really anything I like compared, especially compared to some of Judd Apatow's other movies. There's not, there's not really any gay slurs or jokes like there's or racism there's a moment where it's like your your babe ruth's gay brother gabe ruth which is more just like a play on words like it's it's I, it, it's certainly nowhere near like the level of 40 year old virgin as far as like oh you couldn't tell those jokes today like like they didn't go for that kind of, of joke in this film mm. um i actually think I know it's just like a comedy, but like if I was an obstetrician, I would be offended <laughs> because Alison goes to get a vaginal ultrasound, yeah, and one of the ladies probes it up her anus. It's like, oh yeah, you are an obstetrician like, gynecologist. Wrong, wrong hole. I do this five times a day. Ooh, like what? You can't even tell the difference between an anus and a vagina. <laughs> Plus. Then, like, the amount of people she went to that looked at her vagina and then looked at her face and then asked if she was dating and wanted to go out on a date. Inappropriate? Yeah. There's, like, a montage of her trying to find an obstetrician and it's, like, they're all either creepy or not good at their job. And there's, mm. she finds, like, the one doctor that's normal, I guess. So, yeah, mm. I, maybe there'd be some um, OBGYN community... Upset over this, movie. and then the guy that puts his fingers in at the birth without, yeah, he's funny though. <laughs> he is. He's worth it because he's actually hilarious. And this is another thing I'm going to ask. You work with doctors. I'm not asking you to name anyone, obviously. the The way that he is so like, this is what we need to do. Listen to me. I'm the doctor. I don't care about what you, your feelings. I just want to get a safe baby. Like, are there? Have you have you experienced a doctor or anyone? Or even a midwife like that. Mm, there's not not any like like him. <laughs> no, there are some that are quite short and um, entitled and right. more bossy, like it's my way or the highway. Mm, okay. Um, like I'm the professional. Listen. Yeah, to me. yeah. This is how we're gonna do it and getting gruff, but not yeah. many. Most of them are not like that at all. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not one that, that does what he does. That's good. All right. Well, we'll move on to does this movie pass the internet relevancy test? What that means is do you see it referenced? Is it in memes? Is it in GIFs? I can't really think of many instances. There's like a real, there's like a literally like a split second where Paul Rudd is like drinking a coffee and makes like a kind of grimacy frown, like nodding. And it's like, I've seen that as a reaction and it's it's like a split second like why would you even pull that mm. part out of of the movie but I can't think of yeah. anything else that's like used all the time can you think of any moments not really no yeah no 
It's just a shame because there'd be some good there's ones. There's lots of funny ones. I'm sure if we did it now, we'd find something Let's funny. Let's quickly, like, I'll just t- type it into Twitter and see what pops up. <laughs> well, the first thing that comes up is McLovin. So a completely different movie um, when you type in Knocked Up. There's a couple of her, like, in birth screaming, like, get out. Other super bad stuff too. So, and there's that one that I mentioned with Paul Oh, yeah, Rudd. the coffee. Yeah. So definitely not. I would say this definitely doesn't pass the test. Um, unfortunately, because it is a really good movie with a lot of great scenes. How would modern smartphones and social media change knocked up, if at all? Mm. Can you think of anything? I think anything? When, um, when Alison has to contact him when she realizes she's oh, pregnant, yeah. Yeah. Um, then she would be able to not have to email him yeah. on his <laughs> porn site. Um, hey, it's not porn. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's that's a good point. She would probably have his Instagram or Facebook Something, page yeah. and be able to look him up that way. Yeah, good good call, Han. I think that was uh, it was only the very it was like Facebook had only been around for like two or three years or five four four or five years, but it was still like the university thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this because you were in school, but you couldn't sign up to Facebook unless you had like a at you know, university really? email address. Yeah. So it had to be like at Deakin or, or at, you know, RMIT. Weird. So dot edu. Right. Because it started as like a Harvard. You thing. sound so old. I am old. But <laughs> I guess the point is they wouldn't have been on Facebook. True. MySpace maybe. <laughs> or what's MSN? MSN Messenger. Yeah, that. Yeah. But it's not like you can't, you couldn't just like look someone up on MSN Messenger. You had to know their email yeah. address. But no, that, that would definitely happen. And then I'm trying to think what else. Like maybe instead of the video camera, they'd be like doing like an Instagram live or a Snapchat. I don't know. Is there, people is still there... Snapchat all the time. Yeah. Not us. But <laughs> people <laughs> do it with their babies all the time. What do you mean? At work. Like after they've had their baby, they'll be Snapchatting videos and photos to people. Yeah. Yeah. TikTok? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm too old for that. I don't know anyone that does that. You wouldn't notice if they were doing it? No. Yeah. I wouldn't know where to start. They do mention YouTube in this movie. He says something like, like, oh, I'm going to put this on YouTube. I can't remember what Hmm. they're talking about. Oh, and we also got the, to go back to the 2000s moment, there's like the the video that she films at the nightclub of him like, I'm on your, I'm inside your phone. Um, Mm -hmm. Really like, five frames per second kind of glitchy pixelated video. So that would be a lot clearer. She'd probably have more videos on her phone or she'd have like Instagram stories from the night after that she could go back Mm -hmm. and look at. And like we said, Seth Rogen's character would definitely own a phone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Could you make this movie today? What would that version look like? There's nothing that's dated about this movie that you wouldn't be able to release it now. So that's a, Pretty simple. Yes. True. Okay. It's time for the Steve Buscemi Spark Plug Award. Dun, 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 Steve Buscemi. A real spark plug. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, this is where we honor one of the actors who lights up the, the screen for their limited amount of time that they've got. Oh. So there's a few nominees. I wanna... So not a main character. No, not a main character. A few people I want to shout out. Oh, the doctor and the delivery. He's we'll get to it. One. Just relax. Sorry. Let me read out the nominees. <laughs> Hannah. 
get back in your corner. Uh, so like the, the friends, like his housemates are all great. Um, some of them have more lines than others. Jason Siegel as like the creepy, but kind of, I guess, kind of charming. Nah, he's not, not charming. Not what, charming? the beard guy? <laughs> no, no. He's the, the, the one that's like hitting on um, oh, the sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like trying to be like really suave. He's like gross, but kind of like a little bit sexy. Yeah, that's mm. what I was going to say. Like he's a bit creepy, but I think she was kind of into it. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't have like a lot to work with. He also gets naked again, like like in Forgetting Sarah he just, Marshall. Does he get naked in every movie? Not in every movie. Okay. <laughs> but he's not afraid of it, obviously. <laughs> Um, and then like the pink eye scene as well. That was, that was, that was quite good. But, um, Bill Hader, who plays the video editor at E! News, he's quite funny when he's making fun of her for being, he's like, she looks like she just found out she was pregnant. Oh yeah. Um, True. Craig Robinson is brilliant as the bouncer or oh, yes. doorman, doorman. Like she's just trying to abuse him for being a doorman and he has to like take her aside and be like, I hate this. Like I'm only allowed to let in 5% black people. <laughs> You're old and she's that's pregnant. Re- yeah. That's really funny. Um, Kristen Wiig as well. She's playing the executive next to Alan Tudyk at the TV network. She's the one that's kind of telling her, like, she's just clearly not a fan of her, but she has to give her mm. this promotion. I didn't think she was very funny. It was a more, like, reserved, like, a dry humour. Yeah. And so not what she's known for now, since, like, Bridesmaids and everything. But I, I thought it was it was, it was was an interesting, like, take mm. on that kind of character. And I have to mention Alan Tudyk, who was in that scene with her, because he's now been on three comedy rewinds in a row. Like, Death at a Funeral, mm-hmm. he's the naked guy up on the roof. Mm-hmm. Dodgeball, he's Steve the Pirate. And this time we get him as the TV exec. So, shout out to Alan Tudyk. But I have to give the award to Ken Jong. Ha, guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> because you get, you get a little bit of him in the montage of, like, the bad obstetricians. Do you remember? He what, was the... what role did he play? Well, he was, one of, well, he was one of the what bad... What did he say? Uh, he was just like, he was just very, like, bad. Oh, no. He was like, have you smoked? Yes. No, and his ciggies. Like, mm. he, yeah. Yeah. If you do not tell me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was good. And then he comes back, obviously, when the, the doctor doesn't show up like he's meant to. And the scene when Seth Rogen's character is, like, reasoning with him in the hallway. And he's like, this is good. I think we're bonding. <laughs> <laughs> um, trivia here. He's a real doctor. Like he, he studied medicine before he got into acting. Really? Yeah. So he's playing a doctor, you know, he was at like university studying medicine when he started doing stand up comedy. So I guess he, I think that might be why he was able to nail that type of character. I'm sure he Mm -hmm. had experience working with some very, um, opinionated physicians. Hmm. Yeah. Is he qualified? Yeah. He's an MD. Yeah, if you look up YouTube, um, look YouTube like Ken Jong doctor or something. There's like a great video of him like talking about different doctors in different movies and like how realistic they mm. are or not. So shout out to to Ken Jong. Uh, we, we'll get to another Ken Jong film. This is his first appearance on the podcast, but we'll be getting to Hangover at some point in the next year or so, I believe. 
Um, do you want to come back for that one, Hannah? Mm, well, we'll see how <laughs> maybe, successful this yeah, is. Maybe I should get your dad to come in because he's a big fan. Oh, my. Who knows what he's going to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're up to our last question. Is Knocked Up still a good movie, Hannah? Yeah. I think it's still a great movie. Yeah. It makes me laugh. And usually I only watch movies one time and that's enough. Whereas this <laughs> one I've watched multiple times and I'll probably watch it again in five, ten years. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> Do you remember how long it was since you'd seen it? Have we, we watched it? I don't know. I don't remember. We've been together for... Eight years? Uh, eight, no, more than that. Uh, yeah, eight years. Eight Sorry. years. <laughs> how many years did eight you Eight years and a month. And a week. Oh, you silly. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if we've, if we've watched it together. We probably Done, eh? have. But I agree. Still holds up really well. And a lot has changed since 2007. But somehow, even for like, as I said before, a lot of Judd Apatow movies have things that you wouldn't get away with. This movie doesn't really. I think that... I don't know whether that was like Seth Rogen being involved in it or because it was I, I don't know what the reason is but it's just it holds up really well and maybe I think like having been through like a pregnancy with you since then and having a, a child like being in a birth suite and you know all that kind of thing I think that gives you like an added like not understanding but like relatability to the movie which is which is good sure <laughs> Nah, I feel like I was a midwife before, like, I had my own kid. So I was able to always relate to the whole, like, pregnancy, having mm-hmm. a baby thing. Yeah. And I didn't find it super realistic in relating it to my experience, thankfully. Sure. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about, like, the yeah. pregnancy factor of the movie. Like, do you think they nailed that aspect? You were talking about how good her pregnant belly looked, which is yeah. often something that you will critique true, true. in TV. It looks... Almost unfake at times. Unfake. Until she was in the bath. <laughs> in real? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> Until she was in the bath. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think they did a pretty good job mm. trying to get him to read the books, going the to the pregnancy books, yeah. class, figuring out how to make the cot. Yeah. You know, they scanned driving, her driving way home, too many times. Like driving home from hospital that first time, like yeah, really slow. Yeah, super slow. slow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that they also based the birth or part of the birth on he like the director and his wife's actual sure. experience with mm-hmm. the whole like the doctor was out of town so they had to ring up and yell at him and then she was trying to relax in the bath like that was all mm-hmm. pulled from real yeah. life so it's very different to what we have in australia we a lot of our maternity care is ran by midwives unless there's something wrong so you wouldn't have to pick yeah. an obstetrician you would right. just go and see a midwife for each visit and a midwife for your birth unless something goes wrong and then you'd have a doctor. So it's, yeah, mm. it's very different. You don't have to pick. Yeah. I think over there someone. you're paying for everything. Yeah. So if you're paying for it, you probably want to have a choice as to what you're paying for. Yeah. So it's like paying for the doctor. True. Same way that, you know, we've seen other TV shows where they're picking like an oncologist or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Hannah, that was great. You nailed it. Was it? Um, yeah. <laughs> we got <laughs> through it. And, um, You've bought yourself an extra year or year and a half before I ask you to come Ooh. on another podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit excited about that. Is there anything that you want to promote 
while you're promote. here. Usually what people... do I have to promote? My goodness. Jono. Everything that Jono does. <laughs> Listen to him. He's great. Um, he's got a new game coming out now. What's it called? It's, um, oh, I'm, I'm not allowed to say your new one. Well, why are we, we so promoting did... it? Talk about Trigger sure, Witch. Sure, sure. Trigger Witch. <laughs> he did this epic game called Trigger Witch. Which you've played Which is little cute hour? witches that shoot. And if you don't like blood, you can make them pinatas. It's amazing. Brilliant. No, um, personally, I don't have any things that I need you to buy. No Instagram. <laughs> nah, it's Nothing, all good. None of that. Okay, she's staying under the radar. But you can follow me at Jono himself. We'll have you subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. That would be fantastic. Give five stars. Five star rating and review. Yes, Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, wherever you can do so. Uh, if you want to support 8-Bit as a network and all the great content we're doing, including Hungry Gamers, uh, putting in work, got some new episodes coming out soon, which you can look out for. And uh, you can do that over at Kofi, our Kofi page. It's like a Patreon. It's ko-fi.com slash weare8bit. That's A-T-E-B-I-T. But that's it. Thank you again for joining us, dear listeners, on Comedy Rewind. Be kind. Rewind.